My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? If you want an abortion, get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principles and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back with another episode of We the People Radio. I'm your host, as always, James, and joining me is the right wing cigar king, the ugly garden gnome himself, Mr. Alan Jacoby. What's going on, dude? The ugly, angry garden gnome. Yeah, I fuck love you. It. Uh, today, we got a really special guest, someone that I'm really excited to have on. It's uh, long overdue. You know, Scott's been reaching out to me for a while to get on the show. We've just been so backed up and missing a month, not doing shows, but this is a good, good buddy of mine, a true patriot, someone that I have tons and tons of respect for someone I've known for a long fucking time and got my ass beat by many times. <laughs> Mr. Scott Fairland, welcome to the show, dude. What's happening, fellas? What's happening? Uh, you couldn't, you couldn't beat him enough to at least make him halfway decent looking. I mean, he's still ugly. You couldn't you at least, you know, beat him into some sort of a decent shape in the face. <laughs> he was, he was annoying. <laughs> he, he, he was he was literally literally annoy, like annoying during every sparring session it was yeah, like, you're, you're double the size of me and i just wouldn't go down you just kept punching me in the face and i kept coming yeah. forward like <laughs> just stop nope nope never never gotta get back That's and fight right. miss i That's miss right, it dude. i miss it uh the the, the brotherhood that, that that we built through through that room we we were in a, a room full of killers and uh oh, before yeah. Before we get into your story, because I do want to get into that, it's a it's a wild story, and uh, if you haven't heard it, I'm excited to get into it. Uh, but real quick, check this old throwback here. Oh boy, this is uh, oh. me and Scott. Look at that room in our old training days. His too tall, his head's cut off the top. Is that you in the white shirt with the green on it with no this beard? Is me. This is me right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right here. This is yeah. me. That's me. Baby face assassin. Look at you. 
And then you got you got Scott, you got UFC veteran Charlie Brenneman, Amanda Nunez, two uh, Ultimate Fighter veterans, Brian McLaughlin Jamie, and Andy Main, Jamie, Jamie Varner, and then you w- got Adlan Amagov. This dude oh. was a fucking psychopath, dude. Yeah. I remember watching you and him and him and Jamie spar, and it was just like the whole room would stop. Everybody would stop to watch you guys go at it. Because it was just he was uh, he was he was a talent man he was a he was a beast like from from the minute we hit that shark tank you know like he was just yeah. he, he was he was so uh, um, he was just so skilled oh extremely he was he was very technical he was very unorthodox like he'd be throwing spinning heel kicks to the knee in sparring practice like he was crazy did some wild wild i saw him hit a, a knee to the head off a backflip like someone had jamie had him in well, a single know, leg so, yeah so jamie varner had actually shot a single leg on him and, and this- uh and adlon turned out of position and did a backflip out of it kneeing jamie varner in in, in, the, in the head like you know yeah, I, uh, and, and this photo for it was like a last minute thing. Adlan was off to the side, like taking his wraps off, and everybody's like, "He doesn't speak a lick English." They're like, "Yo, come here, come here!" This guy comes sliding in in the split, yeah. like he, in the split. he slid yeah. into the frame in that split, and that's yeah. that's him right there. Uh, but man, what a fuck a room, dude! And uh, we had a bunch of killers, and I I got my ass kicked on a daily basis going up against you guys, and I've I've been punched in the face by Scott one one too many times. I'll tell you that, but man, it was, it was fun times. And, uh, uh, I'm glad, glad we went through it. Cause now I can call you a brother and, uh, you're a true Patriot man. And I have much respect well before January 6th. I always had a ton of respect for you. You were always very outspoken. Me and you were always, uh, uh, shit posting all over the internet constantly, uh, you yeah. know, talking about the truth, you know, not, not shying away from what's going on. Like we know so many people did in the past. You were always, uh, at the front of that, talking about the injustice and the tyranny that's going on. And I always had a ton of respect you, for you for that because you had your own business. You had things to lose and you just didn't give a shit. Uh, but for those who don't know, tell Scott, tell us a little bit about yourself and and who you are, because uh, you're an amazing dude. And, you know, the media likes to make people like you look like pieces of shit, which is the complete opposite of what you are. You're a, a, a protector. Uh, you know, Tiff's the Tiff stays, dude. I, I'll never forget the, the amount of guys that, that were causing trouble that Scott would either defuse the situation or bounce these guys out, out on their head. Scott's a, uh, a good dude. So tell us a little bit about you, man. Well, uh, just an average, average show. You're, you know, an average you're, American. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I'm a guy that just, you know, I'm a God fearing um, American loving patriot. You know, I, I love my country. Um, and it's just, you know, unfortunate that, you know, we're in a position that we're in now, but, uh, you know, I love my family. I love my country. Um, I have, you know, I have so much love and trust in God to see me through this whole, whole, uh, whole, uh, situation. Ordeal. You know, I've, I've had, I've had a pretty wild, wild run, um, in this life. You know, I've, I've, I've had a professional, uh, uh, fighting career, both in, in the ring and in the cage. Um, you know, I, I was a golden gloves champion at an early age. Um, 
uh, diamond glove champion and I've had cancer. Um, I still have cancer. I, I continue to, I continue to take chemo treatment every day. Um, and you know, it's just, uh, it's, the reason why I'm sharing my story is because if it could happen to me, it could happen to anybody. And, um, that's, what's important here. Um, it's important to understand that, uh, you know, there are still guys that are, you know, getting arrested for that day. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was just 20 people in New Jersey alone in the month of November that were, that were picked up. So it's, it's, it's something that needs to, uh, I feel like needs to, 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 uh, have some more light shed on it. No question. Um, because, you know, a lot of what I was originally saying when I was, when I was arrested, you know, and, and sent off to jail without, without bail, um, is that it's just, it continues to be just a complete overreach. Um, you know, and the, the problem is our, is our two tier justice system. Mm -hmm. So it's so alive and well, and so apparent, um, that, uh, you know, uh, I'm very grateful that these, these, uh, these videos are coming out. Um, I'm glad that speaker Johnson was able to release them. Uh, unlike, you know, McCarthy had said he, you know, well, had promised to do, um, I mean, it's just, there are certain things that, uh, you know, with regards to that situation, you know, it's it, obviously it's not going to help me out now. I don't think, but I know it'll help out other people. Um, I mean, just for instance, I never saw my evidence, um, while I, while I was locked up every time that uh, my evidence came into DC jail, it, it found its way to the garbage before it ever made it to my unit. So, um, you know, it sounds par for the course. Yeah. There's just so much in, as far as violation of due process, you know, um, our, our rights were just sampled on sampled, tra uh, stamp, you know, stamp, uh, trampled on rather. Um, and, uh, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. So, uh, any chance I, I have to, uh, to shed light on any of that, I'm going to do so. Um, how many days, and, uh, how many days were you incarcerated for? Scott. So I was sentenced to 41 months. Um, okay. I was, I, I was in the 41 month to 51 month, um, guideline range. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, judge, uh, Royce Lambert sentenced me to 41 months. Um, and I ended up serving 28 months and 17 days, um, due to programming. Okay. Um, you know, some of which, how much was another example was, you know, when I got to prison, they wouldn't, you know, they, they hadn't verified my high school diploma. So I signed up for a GED. I got my GED in two weeks and uh, was able to get time off for that as well. Um, I did 11 of those months in solitary conditions. Jesus. Um, Almost a full year. I was, where I was doing, you know, a 23 and a half hours a day in a cell to a half hour out to 23 hours a day in the cell and one hour out. So it was always, um, DC was a nightmare. DC is, it was, was hell. It was hell the whole time I was there. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the weaponization of, of the vax of, of the vaccine was something that we dealt with every day. Um, we weren't allowed yeah. to get any kind of, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, self care as far as nail clippers. Um, 
hair clippers, any grooming of that nature. You weren't you weren't allowed to have any of that um, unless you got the uh, the shot. It went so bad. It got so bad as to not me not even being able to go outside and receive treatment at um, at Howard University Medical for my cancer. Um, I, I wanted to get into that. How how did did they deny you medication and things like that? They didn't deny me medication. Um, I, I got my medication, but it was the the vaccination was weaponized so much that um, it was something that was just insane, you know. And they uh, you couldn't you couldn't I couldn't leave the unit and like I said to go to Howard University Medical um, to to see my doctors. Um, you weren't allowed any visitation. You weren't allowed any visitation. And if you did have visitation, um, then you went back into um, an even more intense solitary condition for the uh, 14 days, whatever it was, quarantine. For D- D- it's so ridiculous. It's absolutely. If you met with your, if you met with your attorney, mm-hmm. you had to do 14 days in the sh- in the show. Because you wouldn't, because you wouldn't get vaccinated, because you wouldn't take a death jab. Uh, Correct. And and, I, and I'm and I'm sure, which sucks. A lot of people that were in there. Um, didn't want to get the jab, but, but was coerced or pushed so far that they they just decided to get it done so they can pro- possibly get easier treatment. Well, it put me in a very difficult situation. Um, it was something that I made um, due to the mental health of, uh, of of those I you know loved ones around me that wanted to see me. Um, so uh, along with that, coupled with with being able to go and get the proper treatment for something as life-threatening as cancer. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was something that uh, I had to do, you know, and I'm glad I did because it put those that, you know, my mother, uh, my sister, you know, I put them at ease. It put them at ease, I think, being able to see me. Um, yeah, I can only Yeah, they wouldn't know. even let you have they visitors always, unless you got jabbed, right? Right, well, I only had one visit with them um in dc uh it becomes a thing where you know dc sucked right it was hell but when you get to a point during your incarceration where you have to you have to um literally shut off your emotions you have to uh you have to turn 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 the switch off and i think that had I continued to see them during my my prison sentence, I feel like it would have um, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't I wouldn't have been I don't know how to say it not a, I mean not as strong but I think mentally I was just I I was so dialed in mentally um, due to my routine mm-hmm. uh, my belief obviously. Um, well, you really found God in prison. I knew you were a man of faith before you went into prison, but it really uh, changed changed you big time. Yeah, I was, I was just a. Uh, I'm embarrassed of, of of the way I was serving the Lord um, before this all happened. I mean, I I wouldn't say that, dude. I knew you were always. You yeah, you shouldn't like I've no like I said I've known you for a, a, a long time and 
you were always a guy who, if anybody needed something, you were always a guy someone could go to. You were always looking to help out. You were always looking to be a friend to somebody. Like everywhere we went, Scott, like you knew everybody. Everybody knew you. <laughs> and anybody could come up to you and be like, and ask for a favor and you would gladly do it without even asking twice, uh, you know, asking them a question about it. You gladly stepped up, step up to the plate and helped them out. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, it's much, I'd much rather, uh, have a, have a man of God who takes action and actually does things to help people than just sits there and talks about it. And there's so many people that just talk about it. You were always walking in that path where you were helping people. And, and uh, even, even on January 6th, like people don't realize your full story. And I want to get into that a little bit. Walk us through that day. You drove down there by yourself uh, on January 6th and uh, uh, everything that was going on. And everybody probably knows uh, your video that went viral, uh, all, all over the place, uh, which got you into some trouble. You know, you, you, uh, assaulted a police officer, a, a Metro police officer, which you've owned up to. I've seen many videos of you talking about, but the treatment that you got. I say, that- I, n- not to interrupt you. Cause I, I, I just want to say something about that because the videos that have come out now, I've been playing a lot on other, on shows showing the, straight forward attack from both Capitol Police well, that's and why DC I want to Metro get Cops. Yeah, and it's just, I just want to just, just hit on that hard that when they say someone assaulted a police officer, when I look at the videos that happened and we didn't even see them all, <clears throat> I call it defending yourself against an unprovoked fucking attack from what went on there. Well, that's just my opinion. Well, that's what's really cool about Scott's story, and a lot of people don't know, and they refuse right. to release the evidence on is before everything happened with you, Scott, you were actually helping Metro police officers and bringing them uh, to safety. Oh, they were Capitol Police officers. Not Metro, the Capitol Police officers. So, so, yeah. so, so walk us through that day. Well, I mean, so I uh, I had spoken with a couple of people about going, and uh, mm-hmm. some things had either, either fallen through or... Um, it just didn't happen, but I uh, somehow found myself woken up at like three thirty, four o'clock in the morning, and um, I got dressed. I had kissed my wife at the time, you know, goodbye, and I drove myself down to Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd gotten there pretty early, and uh, I mean, it was a ghost town at first. There was nobody there. It was kind of weird. I thought I. Got- <laughs> I thought I uh, might have showed up on the wrong day. Um, yeah. What am I, retarded? Yeah, I was like, what's going on here? So anyway, I uh, it was just like any other day for me, you know, but I wanted to go down there, and I did want to uh, have my have my voice heard, so to speak. But Because um, our election was stolen, and that's the whole reason why we were down there. Well, there were so many different things. And so oh, without a doubt. Down there. You know, one one that was really biggest to me was – the shutdown should have never happened. No question. The shutdowns should have never happened. That should have never occurred. You know, I was, I was, I was angry at the fact that a lot of my special needs kids that I trained at my gym were told they couldn't, couldn't go and 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 receive the you know the, not only the physical workout but the mental, mm-hmm. the mental. Uh, uh, guidance or or that they need that's so important important to their routines um and that you know we ultimately gyms were considered non-essential and this and that and 
but the liquor store across the street is open. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The Home Depot, the Walmart is totally fun. Fast food. Well, there were so many. There, there were there were so many. <clears throat> there were so many changes and amendments to everything that each day it changed, and it was all bullshit. You know, you had you, you It was that. Then it became if you're a professional athlete. You could go work out now. And Governor Murphy put that one into effect. Why? Yep. Because he had, that, he had that professional soccer team. Yep, Snaggletooth Murphy, that piece of shit. He was the reason why I left New Jersey when he got elected in 2018. That was that was the final straw that broke the camel's back for me. But no, you're you're absolutely right. They they shut down all these businesses, they locked people in their house. The the amount of people that were denied cancer treatment, denied um any, you know, regular checkups at the doctor that were going through things. Uh and people dying alone, literally in the hospital, dying alone without their family. It's pure evil. It's pure evil. And it's a, a very good reason to go down there and, and, and join the protest because what they did to us was so evil and so unconstitutional. Our voices needed to be heard. Um, so you got down there. Go ahead. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, a lot of people always jump on the jump on the, you know, the, you know, oh, you're a Trump cheerleader or something like that. I wasn't happy with his decision to, to shut to shut shit down. Oh. I should have never happened. But no. but you had you had governors, you know, in each state that really took that and ran with it, you know. And um, so, I mean, I, I, there was many things I was happy about and, and, and uh, about his policies and certain things. But that was something that I disagreed with him. You know, and, and that's something you're gonna you're gonna have disagreements, and of you course. can't just follow. You can't follow blindly, and you need no. to think for yourself. And so I went down there. Um, obviously, uh, you know, made my way over to the uh, to the eclipse, whatever, and uh, listened to uh, everybody speak. Um, mm -hmm. With that being said, uh, listened to to President Trump speak, and then. Uh, he had said, you know, I didn't plan on going down to the Capitol at all. So when he had said, um, you know, we're going to march down there and we're going to peacefully protest and have our voices heard, I had said, all right, shit, let's go, you know? Yeah. Um, so I walked down there and uh, stopped along the way, just had a little bite from a cart or something, like, you know, like a dirty little, water dog, some shit like that. gyro. No, nothing that big. It was quick. <laughs> I would have been wearing that thing. So I, um, I got to the lawn, mm -hmm. and once I got to the, you know, to the to the lawn of the Capitol, and I talk about this often because it's such a it's such a vivid memory to me. Was the you could see it was already something was already kicked off. Like there was before you even level. got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, it seemed like there were stages to the well, progression of, of like what was going on. Now with the video and, evidence in the, the, the Capitol Police uh, footage, you could see that, that it was, that's exactly what was going on. That was, you know, if you look at the timing, Donald Trump didn't finish speaking and there was still, there was already shit. Go ahead, Alan. They had the first breach before Donald Trump even finished speaking. Yeah. So so you couldn't have been down there for that because you were walking down with Donald Trump eating a dirty water dog. Uh, and, and, and from all accounts, from all accounts that I heard from everybody that went, it was a good mile walk. Like it wasn't like it was, you yeah. know, right, right there, like where you could just turn around and be like, oh, we're here. Like it, it, it took a minute to get there. No, it definitely did. 
Uh, definitely did. And once he got down there, it was obviously the instigators, agitators, and motivators that were placed. In the Ray crowd. Epps, the Ray Epps of the world, the Jonathan Stewarts of the world. Yeah, it's uh, quite strange, isn't it? So when you when you got down to the Capitol, when when at what point were you uh, like? engaging and helping like what led up to you helping the uh, the capitol police in 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 an instance well i mean it it progressed only because when i had gotten to that lawn and i started looking up the hill you were able to see violence already occurring from officers on on unarmed protesters with the gas grenades batons and things like that you could see smoke you could see almost like a bit of haze the flashbangs there was many flashbangs there was many pepper balls that i was shot with um but it was one of those things where you know and it's and it sounds so corny to say it but if there's no other comparison that fits for me is when uh no gibson's in the patriot and, mm-hmm. he, and he takes off in that slow ass, you know, like that slow jog. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. I, I took off in that slow jog, like the like, old man run. It was such an old man run because it was so cold, and I didn't want to pull a hammy. <laughs> I didn't stretch. Hold on. I didn't stretch at all. And it was one of those things where I was like, ah, oh, man, don't. Don't, don't don't take yourself out of the game yet. Yeah, you just, I just got here. Hold on. <laughs> so you got this old man run going. You run over to these people getting pummeled. Well, when I eventually got to where where the meat of everything was, mm-hmm. um, these there was four capital officers in riot gear that were stranded outside of like a stoop on the really the front of the Capitol. Uh, if you're looking at the front of the Capitol, it would be to the left. Okay. Uh, much further over. And uh, they were, they, they were locked out of there. They were stranded and they were getting, they were getting pummeled pretty good. Um, well, I remember stopping a guy from kicking one of them in the face when he was on the ground. I had uh, picked him up. Um, we, we, you know, we made some eye contact and it was, I was like, you guys are, you guys are going to get fucking killed, man. You know, it was just four of them? what's that? It was just four of them in this group. Yeah. It was only four of them. They were locked outside the store and then, uh, people were throwing things at them and this and that. And then, uh, I had offered them water and they had their, they, they had their gas masks on. And, uh, you know, I do have a picture of me talking to them, the one that I posted, but, uh-huh. uh, there was video of me actually putting them in a stack formation because the guy says in the front, Hey, can you get us out of here? And I said, uh, I said, yeah, uh, you know, get behind me. And they literally got in a stack formation and I brought them around the foundation of the Capitol, um, back to wherever, I guess their squad was, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I returned, when I turned the corner, I definitely had weaponry on me. Um, and, they couldn't really say anything because they had these masks on. So they were giving them like the, you know, like, he's okay. He's okay. You know, he's helping us. He's helping us or whatever. And, uh, you know, ended up, I think that's the reason why I got 41 months instead of 51 months um, was because they, two of the officers, uh, officers cooperated my story when they were interviewed. 
Oh, and, wow. Uh, the two guys behind just didn't remember. Oh, sure. Sure, just didn't remember. Makes sense. Sounds sounds familiar. But that's 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 crazy to me. So you're actively helping the Capitol Police get out of a sticky situation. Because, I mean, let's let's call a spade a spade. They were agitating a massive, massive crowd. There was, I think, well over a million, if not two million people at this event. And they're pepper throwing pepper bombs, flashbangs, smoke grenades, all these things into the crowd, and they're beating people with batons. Uh, well, here's what it is. These four were not, I would be the first to say if they were. Uh-huh. These, four, these four were not engaged in any violence with anybody. No, and I'm not saying so that they were, but what I'm saying is that just when there's that many things going on and you happen to be a Capitol Police officer and there's agitators in the group, like that's the thing. Well, that's a lot what, of these- that's, see, that's what it was. That's what it was, and that's what was going on with with uh, with that. The, um, the- right. So there was, you know... It, I'm not, I, I've always been back to blue and, you know, I've, trained, I've trained special your, response your, teams. Your father teams. is a, a lifelong retired state police officer, is he not? Correct. But I, 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 I always, you know, I, I trained, you know, I trained guys that were in the SRT teams or worked for the Bureau, you know, like I've, it's, I, I'm not going to name names because I don't think I can, but we trained with guys at our gym that were in the Secret Service, that were in these positions, that are very well, good guys. But, here, but here's the thing, that it was a matter of me, you know, doing the right thing at that point in time. That was the right yeah. thing to do, uh, you know, and uh, what happened was it ended up coming up at, uh, at not at trial, obviously, because I took, I took a plea deal, but it came up at, in, in, in sentencing about uh, Mr. Fairland. Well, you know, 23 minutes prior to your to your assault on Metro PD, you, you were helping these four Capitol riot officers. And he said, what changed? And I said, I was assaulted. <laughs> I was assaulted. That's what happened. You know, uh, I saw Metro PD walking through the crowd and they were they were having their way with people. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I didn't get in front of them. You'll see that I got on the side of them. You'll see that I, you know, I told them, you know, are you an American? Act like one. Uh, I told them they had no, you know, fucking clue what they were doing. Um, and what you'll see is you'll see a, one of the guys break off from the rear of that of that line and make it a point to go out of his way to come around the side and uh, and assault me. And when he, and when he does, my response is to turn and push him right away. I didn't know who was assaulting me, um, so I turned and I pushed him, and that's when. You know, uh, um, I put my hands up in self-defense. Which is a natural human reaction. Open palm. And I said, you know, don't touch me. Yeah. uh, That's when he, you know, he smacked my hand down. And that's when I, you know, I hit him with a jab in his face shield. (laughs) But no, it's a a natural, a natural human reaction. You know, you're in a large crowd and somebody, you know, jabs something in your side or something like that. It's to turn around and defend yourself. Uh, especially in a big crowd like that, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, I don't, you know, who, who knows what they had from what, from everybody that we spoke to, there was no weapons check. There was no check for anything. Like anybody could have had anything on them, you know? And- well, yeah. I mean, I, I was never, I was never uh, uh, um, given any orders. I was never told I was being detained. Um, none of that occurred. You none weren't that arrested that day, correct? No. No, I wasn't arrested that day. I uh, they showed up at my house on um, January twelfth, six days later. 
take us through that, how they uh, they showed up at your house. How, what was that like? Well, it was just any other day. You know, I, I kind of figured, uh, you know, the walls were closing in. Um, After the event. Like, it, wasn't, it wasn't like I was wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you, you expected you, them at some point to show up at your house because you, of what, what was going on? I did. You, you, po- you posted that video on Facebook. It was. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll never forget it. Probably, probably one of the dumbest things that a human being could ever do. Ever do. I literally, I remember, I remember sitting on my couch in Las Vegas, watching this whole thing unfold. No. And I literally looking at your Facebook. I'm like, Scott, why, why, dude, yeah. why would you yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> Mike called me right away. He's like, what is Scott doing? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like, no matter what, they would have found me. Oh no, quite. I look what they're doing. Like that's why, like, like I get a kick out of these guys that are like, that are like running, like, like they're skipping sentencing and they're like, they're trying to like take off. Like, bro, they're gonna find you. Yeah, I look at what they're, like, they're, they're gonna fu- find you. If I, if, if even if that video never came out, what would have happened was I would have got picked up later on. I would have started my sentence later. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I was like, let's you know, let's Get go. I got my I got my big boy pants on. Let's let's go bang out this time. Yeah. Did they knock on your door like gentlemen, or was it boom flashbangs? We're here with the Bearcats. No, 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 no. They knocked on my door, just two guys, and I uh, I told them I had legal representation, and that was it. And then they said okay, and then they came back on the twenty second, and that's when there was a you know a, a very large group of windbreakers. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> it's like uh, Wolf of Wall Street. What's your biggest fear? Windbreakers. Windbreakers. Uh, there was Wind- a lot of them. A lot of fucking all for, all of the, but that, like, well, Now Scott, it's black jackets and bear cats. That's what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But like you, 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 had, you had said earlier that you were, you know, a little disappointed with uh, your walk with God before all of this happened. Because I, I do want to get into that while you were in prison as well. Um, but, you know, you just showcased a couple of things that proved my point that you were doing exactly what you were supposed to do. You were helping special needs men and women who had nowhere to go to train, uh, to do tons of th- like, like the, the work that you were doing, putting all, you were putting that stuff on social media as well. I want to, I want to preface that as well. You were putting all the work that you were doing with, you know, probably six or seven special needs clients. Correct. You had a few. Yeah, that you were working with on a on almost a daily basis, and the videos and the 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 things that you were posting on the internet was unbelievable, and the um the excitement that you could see from these these guys these guys that you were working with it was just true happiness. It really was, and it was amazing to see. And then you helping these Capitol police officers get out of this sticky situation. Like these are the actions that I talk about. That the type of guy that you are, uh, and and what I want people to to realize that are watching because many people don't know you like I know you, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people see, you know, now I think it's a little different uh, with the tapes that are coming out, but the way that the media broadcasts all of you guys, all the January six prisoners, they make you seem to be like these big dirt bags, these big pieces of shit. And in reality, you're just average Americans. You're just average people that are just trying to live their life. And we're sick and tired of being sick and tired of the situation that we were in. And uh, you're, you're a great dude, man. And I, I'm, I'm, much respect. So after they arrested you and they yeah. brought you in, where did they take you? Did they take you straight to DC? Did they send you right down there or did they take you to a Jersey spot? No. So when I got arrested at the house, we left and went to uh, an FBI building. 
um, in Jersey. That, uh, yeah, that you would never know was there. Hold on one second. These picks gotta go outside. Hold on. I'm oh, Jada and Kia. I love those those pups. <laughs> He's got yeah. be- beautiful pups. Gem is Gemma there? Yeah, she keeps talking. She's giving me shit because you gotta go outside. <laughs> gotta take care of the dogs. Now yeah, he's got, don't worry, he's they'll, got, they'll, they'll, they'll barrel the door open and just come storming in. You moment. still got the big rope in the backyard that you just let him s- jump and swing from? No, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. My, the king's gotten pretty old now. He ain't swinging from nothing. He, oh, he, man, he, sli- are... he slides off the couch now. He, hey, uh, he's still kicking, dude. That's, that's fucking he's awesome. Half, he's like half gator. Dude, he's a fucking beast. Gemma with her big pointy ears. Beautiful, beautiful pups. So they take you so to some random... Go ahead. So anyway, yeah, I, I um, they brought me to uh, uh, you know like an FBI building, and uh, went there. Um, I actually went in front of a New Jersey judge who um, who actually granted me bail. Really? So I recently got bail, and uh, that's what I thought guys, I heard. Some of the guys that I guess worked for the FBI there, they were uh, they were. Don't be fooled. You know, they were they were on the other side of that cheer, you know, kind of happy that I got bail. But with that being said, the uh, the prosecutor or whatever she was, the, uh, you know, assistant attorney general, whatever it is, she put a motion in an emergency motion um, on appeal, an emergency stay. That's it. And uh, it was granted. Um, so I got shipped there that night. The 22nd, I made my way to uh, Hudson County Jail. Really? And then how long were you yeah. at Hudson County for? I got there on the 22nd of January. I left there on uh, March 16th. From March and 16th, I left and went to D.C. The Gulag. How, yep. how many days were you incarcerated before um, your your trial? I didn't go to trial. I took a plea. You didn't go to trial. You took the plea. All right. So until you took the plea, until you, you came up with a, a, a disposition of your case. Um, so that was 11, let's see, 12, 12. So 11, September the 10th, September 10th of 2021, I, one, I was sentenced. And I didn't, so I was sentenced on November 10th of 2021. I didn't get shipped out of, I was stayed in DC for 80 something days, I think. Yeah, they were. They, wow. I, I was like, just send me to prison. Like, get me out to prison so I could I could start programming, do my time. Right. And I didn't leave there until January the 29th of 2023, 2022, rather. Right. And, and then I went to. Uh, then I went to Philly. Um, I was in Philly for ten days. Then I went from Philly up to Harrisburg Airport. They took me off the van, off the bus to put me on Con Air, and then to hide in Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yeah, and then they 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 turned me around. Of course, I was black boxed everywhere I went, you know, shackled in box. And then they went, put me on. Uh, and then they put me on a bus. I went. Uh, that's when I went to. Okay, that's when I went down south because I thought I was going to um, Fort Dix. They don't tell you where you're going. I just thought I was going to Fort Dix because I had gone up from D.C. But no, they they wanted to fuck with my head, I guess. So I came down from from Philly. I hit 
all the prisons going down until North Carolina. And that's where you finish. So at, each, so at each stop, like a couple guys would get off, a couple guys here, a couple guys there. Come on, Jim. Let's go. So, <laughs> and they, uh, they so treated them like animals. So that's that's the crazy that's, thing was I got to uh, I got to uh, North North Carolina, and so like I'm like one of the last guys on the bus because when you get to Butner Prison, at the bottom of the hill there's the camp, right? Then there's the low security, then there's the one, and then I was at the deuce, their highest security that they had there. You're you're, you're the highest security that they have, Scott. Yeah. yeah. yeah this like, is... I, was, I was like I was like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, guys, no. Charlie Manson over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. So with that being said, I finally get I finally get off, and uh, I remember the captain. They were all standing there with shotguns and shit, and I'm doing the penguin walk. You know, <laughs> Waddling. And, and uh, the captain's like, uh, uh, Fairland, we've been waiting for you. And I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then uh, so I kind of shackle and, and waddle over. And uh, I remember he came up behind me and said, you know, kind of like, you know, behind me in my ear, you welcome to the land of the wolves. <laughs> Yeah. What did what did that mean? Yeah, I so I, they were commonly referred to as uh, like all the guards there, like his his wolf pack. Okay. I, I, so they were all gonna... hand selected, I'm sure, to follow orders and do as they're told. Because from all accounts that we we've had we've had quite a few January six prisoners on the show, uh, in the past, and. Um, They've they've all detailed their treatment and it's all been terrible and that's that's what I want to hear from you is how like actually someone in the chat is asking how the marshals treated you on the planes. So I never I didn't get on the plane. Uh, that's what's crazy. So I they were kind of fucking with me. They took me off the bus at Harrisburg Airport and made it look like I was getting on the plane and then shuffled me around again and then put me back on the bus. So did, did you deal with any marshals while you were deal, that whole, going through that whole process? I didn't have any problems with the marshals. The marshals were I didn't okay. Have any problems with the marshals? I didn't, you know. I I, I didn't, you know. I, I'm a respect. I'm a respectful guy. It's it's not a matter of you know. Yeah. No, you're 100. percent What happened? Happened. Listen. What happened? Happened. Yeah. You know, it wasn't I wasn't I? It wasn't something that I had with the marshals. No. It yeah. That, so there's no reason. There was no reason for any any shit back and forth, and I think they got that right away from me. You know, I'm a respectful guy. You know, uh, uh, you know, yes, sir, no, no, ma'am. That's how it is. That's how I was raised. That's how I'll always mm -hmm. be. Um, you know, I had a, I had a lot to be angry about as far as you know, uh, um, as far as my conditions where I was. Uh, um, other treatment. Other officers, such as like you know the DC jail, that was that was different. But it doesn't fall on the marshals, you know what I mean? It didn't. If they had done something to me, I'd be the first person to say it. But I never, I didn't. I didn't no, that's, uh, that, that's good. That's good to hear because from what we're hearing, a lot of these, you know, especially the DC Gulag, uh, we're really hearing a lot of these officers just treated the prisoners like dog shit. And that, uh, I know for, that I know firsthand. As from, matter of fact, when Marjorie Taylor Greene came in to visit us with Louis Gomer. She had asked, uh, uh, you know, where's Scott Fairlam? And I had spoken with her. And uh, because I had, an, I had a, I had a serious life-changing moment um, 
concerning one of one of the one of the guards there, one of the uh, special response teams guys, and uh, it was it was nuts, man. It was it was absolutely nuts. Can you get into that story? Yeah, man. It was. Uh, it's it's how I know God is real, and uh, it was it was it was nuts. We so every night at nine o'clock. We we had started a lot of the original guys. We had started the uh, the national anthem. Yeah. We're gonna sing the national anthem, nine o'clock, no matter what. And uh, so we started doing it, and uh, it was big. And we had been doing it for a while now at this point. And uh, I guess we had a new guard in our unit, and uh, he was kind of rattled by it. What was crazy though was we were all locked down, so we were all locked down behind ourselves single cell just communicating through the walls and doors and shit no singing god uh singing yeah. uh, the national anthem at yeah. this point and uh <laughs> then uh um he had gotten a little scared or i don't even know what it was but he had called over we were in cell and uh in uh uh c2b at that point and uh there was a connecting door to c2a and um in came uh, uh corporal holmes from the uh, special response team, a guy that I thought was kind of all right. Apparently not. He came in and uh, he was he was livid, bro. He was livid. Um, you guys were singing the national anthem. Everybody, everybody shut the fuck up and this and that. So I had said, you know, like I'm up on the top tier and he's down below, um, but I can't see any of any of uh, anybody that's with me. I mean, I'm looking at the wall, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, I had said. Uh, Hey, look, man, we're, we're singing a national anthem, bro. What, what you, you don't, you know, you don't love your country. And, um, he had said that I'll never forget it with the, as he's got the American flag on his, on his arm, he's like, fuck America. And I was like, you got that, you got, you got the flag, you got, you got the flag on your arm, homeboy. Wow. You know what I mean? Come on, come on. And, uh, so with that being said, I started God bless America. Um, probably about as loud as I could. Uh, he went on to tell everybody that uh, I wouldn't be there when they wake up in the morning. <laughs> so, wow. uh, so I, uh, I buckled, I, I, I buckled up, and I kept my kept my Velcro sneakers on, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and just I knew he was coming. I knew he was coming that night, but I uh, ultimately I knew I needed I needed help, and uh, you know I, I had a really long talk with God. And, um, you know, I, I, I asked for forgiveness for a lot of different things. Um, but I ultimately asked for his protection, um, his protection of me, but also the protection of the officer. Um, uh, I didn't want to. Oh, I FBI. My FBI. Hello, He's on his FBI. phone. He, he maybe hopefully his phone didn't die. We'll get him back on. Holy shit. Just in the middle of such a good story. <laughs> it always seems to it happen. always seems to be that way. Like when he's when something's happening. Uh what's up, V Lynn? We see you in the chat. Uh Sergeant Samurai's in the chat. He came hit that, in. He, hit he, that he, thumbs up, people. Yeah, hit that thumbs up. Tell Who Alan is it to get that, is, is, is that is it that ugly guy Garrett in the chat or is it cocaine I don't know. Steve? I don't, I, <laughs> it's, it's, is this Garrett or cocaine Steve? They sent me a Nick Sorter tweet. RFK just told Jesse Waters I've been on Jeffrey Epstein's jet two times. <laughs> Whatever, RFK. <laughs> two <laughs> times. Two times. 
Uh, oh, fuck. Welcome where is he? Oh my goodness. What the hell's going on? Let me see. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll get him back. We'll get in the meantime, if you're in the chat, do us a favor and hit that thumbs up. We'll get, we'll get him back and, uh, Hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear the rest of that story. You know, you hear from so many of these J6ers how they were treated, especially in the DC gulag with the uh, with the prison staff there, and they were they were all scumbags. It's like, you know, for whatever reason, there they were told to target them and 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 screw with them in so many ways. But you know, there's a lot of video that still needs to come out. And needs to come out like now. I don't like the fact that they're doing the whole blurring of the faces. Uh, it's just there he is. He's back. Man, that's terrible timing. I was just gonna say hi, FBI. Welcome to the it's chat. It's our assigned FBI party. agent. It happens occasionally. Every time we have an FBI, every time we have a January six prisoner on, uh, something happens. Something happens. The whole com- Alan's computer shuts down. E- literally every time. Yeah, we had Stuart Rhodes on. <laughs> yeah. we, had, we had Stuart Rhodes call in from jail, like right after he got. Uh, sentenced, he called in from jail like that night, and then for like a whole two weeks later, I, we would be in the middle of a show, and, and the, like the computers would just do hard restarts and completely shut down the show. It was oh, wild. We, we had Jeremy Brown on last month, and as soon as, as soon as he got off, everything got fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hi, Feds. What's going on? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, Feds, hope if you're, you're in the show, hit the thumbs up. So where we, we were at a very important. Yeah, oh, no, you so were praying, topic. praying for the protection of the uh, of the yes. officer. Yes, that's where that's All literally right. what we said. Right in the middle of a great story, yes. it gets cut off. I'm sorry. Uh, so it was um, it was a situation where you know I, I knew I needed help. Um, you know I, I I had a long talk with God. I asked for a lot of forgiveness, um, and uh, but I ultimately asked him. I asked him for protection, but I also asked him for, you know, the wisdom to make the right decisions. Um, I didn't want to uh, go ahead and, and and catch additional charges or anything, you know, anything silly like that. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was it was wild because it's just such a situation where the tensions are so high that so much could have gone wrong. So much could have gone wrong, especially in a situation where... You know, I'm in a single cell. Um, I'm behind. I'm behind the, you know, my door, and four officers decide to come and visit me in the middle of the night. You know, and uh, they pop my door, and um, two of them were canine guys that uh, I kind of had a little bit of a like a, a decent relationship with, um, and they didn't want any part of it. Um, they turned around and turned their backs to my door, and uh, literally stood out on the railing and put their arms over the railing and looked away. And uh, the other guy that popped my door, he kind of just like phased out and stayed by the door. And then Holmes that had came in, I mean, he was, it was like he was foaming out the mouth, man. He just wanted, he he, he wanted chaos. He wanted to inflict pain. And, um, you know, we were, we were nose to nose. And uh, I, I just, I remember, I was praying so hard and, and, you know, just the situation in itself. And I, I remember him literally like just his whole face, his whole demeanor, everything just changing. And I, I know, 
I know that I, I witnessed the Holy Spirit and like literally enter this man and, and, and completely change, change the situation. You know, he, uh, he, he started backing up with a, you know, like with a, like a, a look in his eyes of like, are you, are, are you okay? Are, are we, are we all right? Are you okay? You know? Uh-huh. And he came back two more times that night trying to like be over, over accommodating or, 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 or like, like just his, checking. His, he was trying to, he knew what happened, <laughs> you know, he knew, uh-huh. he knew what happened and, and he knew, he knew what I had on my team now, I think. <laughs> like, well, he, he, was he coming there? Like, I'm, I'm going to fuck this guy up. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. hundred percent. That's what was going to happen. He shut his camera off before he came into my cell. V, 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 Velen in the chat said fucking demons. Uh, you know, I think a lot of these people that are working in this DC gulag are, are, are uh, dealing with a lot of demons because, you know, you see what's going on with every single January 6th prisoner that tells their story has a similar story where they're dealing with things like this and terrible, terrible treatment, solitary confinement constantly. Uh, you know, human beings aren't wired to do this to other human beings. Uh, you know, regardless of what you like, let's, let's, let's just say, uh, you know, someone, at January 6th, you know, for example, that when the Capitol Police kicked that old lady down the stairs backwards, let's say it was the opposite way. Someone kicked the Capitol Police officer down the stairs backwards. Let's just say hypothetically that happened. And, you know, it's, it's a terrible crime. They should never do something like that. Uh, but and they, they deserve to be put in prison for an extended period of time. The treatment that you guys are getting, you do not deserve. Like if someone did what, what I just explained, they do not deserve the treatment that you guys are getting. Uh, at all and you guys did absolutely nothing uh you know all you did was push push a police officer uh you know it's 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 ridiculous uh and and for for these police officers and these COs to be able to have the capacity to, to do this uh I, I there's no other way to describe it than than demons yeah i mean uh it sets the stage for, for, for what we're living in right now. You know, it's no longer, I don't feel like it's any longer a, a Republican Democrat issue. I feel like it's good versus evil. No question. I think that, um, I think that, uh, I think that, uh, you know, there's so much evil going on in this world. And, and it's just, I, you know, what's beautiful. I see more people coming to my church every Sunday and the energy is just incredible. Um, I love that people are waking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that. I love, you know, I, while I love that, the, you know, I love that it's, you know, the evidence is coming out to support a lot of the things that I had said. Um, mm-hmm. What's, what's, I'm not, it's not my surprise face. You know, uh, the truth always, always comes out in the end. Um, I just knew it was going to take a while, um, but I'm just happy that uh, people are waking up to the nonsense, you know, and, and a lot of these non-believers, a lot of the non-believers of that day and, and, and you know, the things that I've been saying, now it's, it's undeniable, you know, it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still hoping that I get my hands on, on the footage, show, literally showing the video um, of me 
They definitely That's have it. Really yeah. Just like they, they have, do. just like they have the video of the guys dropping off the pipe bombs at the RNC and DNC building that we still haven't found. Like, yeah, they have. Yeah. Every, they're able to find everybody else very right. easily, right. but we got right. no idea. This guy's sitting there. They have pictures of him sitting on the bench shooting some text messages, but they don't know who yeah. he is. No idea. Correct. They're able to find everybody else. No questions. Oh, no, no worries. Whatsoever. And, and and no one talks about that. Everybody's completely forgot. As soon as. They lost control of that narrative that like, hey, why haven't we found this? They they swept that under the rug. They never, ever talk about the pipe bombers anymore. I wonder why. Yeah, there's a lot of things that they kind of steered away from. Um, but like I said, the truth always comes out in the end. It always comes out in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, it's this book, just like I told you earlier before we went on, this book that I, you know, that I'm, I'm doing right now is. Uh, yeah. It's, but here's the, what's great about this this book is it's it's I do feel like it's for everybody. Um, I don't feel like it's you know it doesn't focus on just that day. Um, it focuses it, it, it focuses on a, on a wide variety of topics, but ultimately uh, dealing with just overcoming overcoming the odds and just life's obstacles and, and the trials and tribulations. Look, we all have our own hell that we go through. Um, I know I certainly have had mine. Um, so I mean, it's just uh, it's 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 allowing people to see another side of me, um, and uh, uh, you know, I hope people enjoy it. It should be uh, it, sh- it should be finished being written um, by the end of February, uh, and then we'll be going to publishing. Um, so I'm uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to opening up and sharing some 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 new things that you know most people don't know about me. We'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about my cancer. We'll talk about my uh, my fighting career. We'll talk about January sixth in depth. Um, we'll also talk about my incarceration. Um, there's a wide variety of topics, and and what's good about it is it's uh, each chapter will be a story in itself. You can you can you can bet on that. Are you are you seeing any? Uh, you said you know go to publish. Do you have a publisher? Or are you have you seen any discrimination as far as publishing houses that don't want to be bothered with you because of January sixth? I will say this that uh, I have some things lined up. I'd rather not. Good. Bring them up only That's because uh, you great. know. It, yeah. No, I've got a lot going on. I've got Good. a lot going on. I've got. I've got lawsuits filed as well um that are are black and white um black and white subject matter it's 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 been tough trying to find the right representation sure um but it's something that i continue to prey on and it's something that's now gaining some steam and uh the one thing about me is i'm i have a treasure trove of documents from when I was locked up. Um, I have a written record of everything. Um, I would make copies um, and literally slide them and send them to other guys. uh, So that if, you know, if and when my, my cell got raided and they stole my things, which happens, which happens on many occasions um, that uh, it would get out. So it was one matter of putting one in the mail, um, trying to get one through legal mail to your attorney but also uh, passing them around uh, to other guys, which they later started trying to uh, to make it like they were going to charge people with having other people's legal documentation. They, that wow. were, right. 
you're not yeah. supposed to have this person's information and you can get charged for it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Dude, the whole the whole the whole thing is fucked. The whole thing is fucked. But uh, so after this moment with uh CEO Holmes, this this guy uh who walks away from you, what was like the the next couple days like for you? Cuz I'm sure it was uh it was a very come to Jesus type of moment after seeing something like that. What was the next couple of days like for you? I didn't sleep. Why you is didn't that? Sleep. Yeah, why? why? <laughs> what was the main reason why you didn't sleep? Being prepared if this guy came back and had a change of heart or? No, no, I, I was just, uh, it's such an incredible feeling. Yeah. Um, when you, when you finally and ultimately receive God's grace, it's, uh, it's indescribable. I hope everybody, I hope everybody gets a chance. You know, you're eventually every person on this earth is going to call on God, whether it's the minute before they die or it's, or it's when this podcast is over. Um, but he, uh, he's always waiting for our call. He always listens and he always answers. And, um, he answered my call and it was something, you know, it wasn't celebratory, but it was more, it was such a high, it was such a high and such a, such a, uh, an enlightening feeling, whereas life just seemed clearer and something where, in a situation where everything was so dull and so dark mm-hmm. uh, and it sounds cliche, but the light, you know, I, I finally got, it was, it was the light that I was receiving. It was the light that I was receiving in the darkness. We all know that darkness can't out rule the light. Only mm-hmm. light cancels out darkness. And it really was that kind of, that kind of coming to for me. Um, you know, and I hope everybody gets a chance to experience that. Velen in the chat said the same thing. She's like, when you're overflowing full of the Holy Spirit, you cannot sleep for a while. Uh, And uh, it's, it's wild, man. Uh, Because you're right. It was a very dark moment for anybody's life to be in. Yeah. 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 It was dark. It was dark all around. It was dark all around. There was evil everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was, uh, it was just one of those things, but uh, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm blessed. You know, I, I lost, I lost a lot. Uh, you know, uh, I, I lost materialistic things. I lost my house. I lost my, my business, my gym. Uh, Your sweet Humvee. <laughs> Humvee. But, uh, Love you know, that it's, thing. It's something that a lot of people always say too. And I, you know, I, I find myself repeating this because I feel like it's very important mm-hmm. and it's, and it's, it's always the question of like, would, well, would you do it again? And I would be beyond selfish and arrogant to answer that knowing what it put my family through. But sure. my answer to that is, is a question. And my question is for your listeners and everybody else is that would you, would you be willing to give up two and a half years of your freedom for eternal life through Christ? Because that's that's what you gained. Yeah, correct. Yeah, you would have never had that moment in in your life 
if not, never, never no, no question, no question. God uh, knew that I needed. God knew that I needed that intervention. I think there is a there is a reason why I got up and I drove myself to D.C. that day. I think this was all part of my, you know. I think this is all part of God just saying, you need a timeout. You need a timeout. You need to get your shit together. And uh, I mean, I'm better now than I've ever been. Um, I'm just grateful for his blessings. I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm just a happy guy, you know, that went through through a tough time. You know, it's, 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 what's crazy is it can either make or break you, you know, and that's one of those things, prison and jail can either make or break you. Yeah. And uh, fortunate enough, uh, I was able to, uh, you know, like, I feel like I've come out refined, reforged. And uh, definitely a life experience, you know. Yes, I, I, dude, I have I have chills right now. I, I really, I truly do. Uh, it, it's amazing to see you smile, man. I've known you for a long time, and uh, <laughs> to go through what you went through. Paid a lot for these teeth. No, just kidding. Huh? <laughs> Paid a lot for these teeth. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get punched in the face enough, that'll happen. Uh, the fight game's rough. Yeah, it really is. Your hands are jacked up. Like, it's fucking brutal. My hands are hurting these days, dude. I say it all the time. I'm like, man, like, <laughs> that's the one thing that I notice as I get older is my hands fucking hurt from all the years of abusing them. Arthritis. Arthritis in both hands. Complete reconstruction in both. Uh, I can't even make it. I can't even make a snowball. Oh, dude, it's gotta be. I'm not quite there yet, but I, I know I'm, I'm hurting, dude. My hands. I use my Kush creams every day on my hands. I just rub that shit in my CBD cream, and it just every day because my hands hurt all day. Uh, but it, dude, for real, what, most people who went through what you went through wouldn't be able to, you know, have the attitude and perseverance that you have today. And I'm glad that it didn't break you because you're a good dude. Um, do, do, do you recall, Scott, your uh, your last 24 hours in jail and your first What's 24 hours out? My first 24 in jail and my no, last... No, 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 your last 24 hours in jail when you knew you were leaving and then your first 24 hours out of jail. So that 48-hour block, your last 24 hours in jail and your first 24 hours out of jail. You re- you recall that at all and what the feelings were? Uh, yeah. Um, so obviously excitement, right? Um, mm-hmm. A bit of nervous, a bit of nervousness as well. Um, I made my way out to the yard. I think that day, and uh, I think I got like a three mile run in. Banged out my, you know, banged out my burpees. <laughs> <laughs> You had a lot of pent up energy from the excitement in your, vel- in your Velcro shoes. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, but it's routine. That's what you don't understand. It's routine. Yeah. If you don't have to, if you don't have the routine, the time is going to do you. You're sure. not going to do the time. So for me, it was a routine. You know, every every morning, I do, you know, I do my 52 burpee crawl out, 500 push up series set. And that was like, you couldn't, I couldn't get away from it. But yeah, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh man, yeah, all right, I'm supposed to be leaving. But here's the thing anytime you were supposed to leave, you didn't. 
so getting out for me wasn't wasn't something that I thought about. You know, yeah. Until you, thought, you well, well, let me take that back. Yes, you th- like you think about it, but it doesn't seem like a reality because right. each time that date comes up, you know, the 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 um, the carpet's pulled out from underneath you. I mean, I was supposed to leave uh, November of 2022. You know, I got out June 8th of 2023. So I, I did an additional seven months in prison. I was, I was, oh yeah, no, I was supposed to come out in in, uh, November of 22 for the holidays. The warden, the assistant warden, the medical staff, um, even, even the halfway house accepted me. Um, and, uh, they happened to pull the rug out from under me under underneath the whole thing. I mean, I literally have the acceptance letter and the packet from the halfway house and they, they pulled the plug on it. And, um, I have a lawsuit filed regarding that. That didn't um, extend your sentence or that was just still part of what that you could be, you could serve up to. Well, it was, it was, they were taking time off of my sentence because I was going to be serving a year at a halfway house in, in Newark, New Jersey. Okay. Oh, great place. <laughs> but that didn't happen. So I ended up staying, they ended up keeping me in prison for an additional seven months. Wow. So when they, when this day came, it was like, is it really, is it really coming? You know? Yeah. I remember having, I remember having my, um, my family send clothes, like send clothes in and, uh, I remember like the case manager in the union being like, your clothes are here. And I was like, for what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so then that was, it's pretty wild going to the airport. That was, that was nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what was it? What's the airport? Raleigh? Oh, yeah. I flew out of Raleigh. Yeah. I flew out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, I remember walking in cause you just get dropped off. Yeah, and you know, like you get dropped off. That's you have it. to get your own ticket. No, they give me my ticket. Oh, nice! Thank God, because I don't know none of this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, no phone, nothing, nothing, and uh, like everything was like video check-in, this, that, the other thing. And I was like, I just remember walking up to the to, to uh, the desk, and I'm like, "Ma'am, you got to help me. I, I have no idea what this is." And I remember they got on the one of the guys came over and he got on the like the walkie-talkie and he's like we got a special guest over here at gate d i'm like no and uh yeah it was a ton of um agents came came over like i like tsa agents i guess and what they gave you a full, a full frisking oh yeah you we have a that. special guest over here. It's cra- I, it's it's crazy. Just so, just, what do they do? Yeah, uh, they completely searched everything. Okay. Um, they went through. They went through every single page in my in my Bibles. Um, I had a mesh. I, I had a mesh bag. Like I literally got a mesh bag. You can you, see. You just got out of prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the only thing that I that I took really was like my Bibles and uh, and all the like. So like over the, my course of my incarceration, I received like maybe like seven or eight shoe boxes of of, of mail from people that I've never even met. Um, postcards from Japan, 
Croatia, yeah. Australia. So these were things, I mean, a lot of that stuff I, I had sent home, but all the letters that I received while I was in prison, I, I kept all them as well, as well as all my, uh, my medical records, um, my, uh, all my legal paperwork, but that was all, they went through every single page of that to the point where I wasn't even sure I was going to make my flight. Really? Yeah. So what yeah. is it on the ticket of that? You were, uh, just got out of jail. Like they, they by the, the ticket says like a department of, well, how did they know who you were? You were on the list. That's what it was. He were on the list. Soon, okay. soon, soon. <laughs> Bells are going soon as he goes in the yeah, as soon yeah. as they hit enter after they hit that B in Fairlamb. Yeah. Yeah. It probably has a big red alert. Like domestic terrorists is in your in your presence. Uh, it's ridiculous what they're doing to a regular. Now they have Americans. air marshals that are fo- still following people. Um, was it mission? What do they call it? Operation Secret or something? Skies and they're not even. Um, they're not even flying uh, on flights anymore to secure flights. They're following people that were in the D.C. area from like January 3rd to January 6th, whether you were there to visit your grandmother, whether you were there for a job interview, or if you were there uh, at the Capitol on January 6th. No matter what it is, you're on a list. I think it's Operation Secrets, guys. And they're the air marshals now, their mission is to follow people that were in D.C. Uh, that, that span of days. Our tax dollars hard at work, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Or they have them down at the border. So they're doing shit at the border. Not on not on flights, securing flights. I'm pretty sure they just arrested 20, I think I said it before, 20 people yeah. from New Jersey in the last month, and in the month of November. Yeah, they're, they, they still- have a, they're still arresting people. They just arrested that Hollywood actor, that black guy, I forget his name, in an L.A. airport. His, uh, they were messing <laughs> oh. with him, the FBI. They grabbed him. He was, at, he was there, and... Um, he, he didn't do anything violent. They just arrested him la- maybe the beginning of this week and the last week. And uh, his his wife, they timed it perfectly because he was on the FBI's radar. They had paid a visit to his house. His wife is, was going to give birth any day now. And boom, they grabbed him, locked him up. Oh, come on. Yep. 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 Even, after, even after the tapes have come out, uh, which is conclusive evidence that there was FBI informants, there was agitators, uh, actual FBI agents. We need uh, all the tapes. We need all oh, of the tapes. Absolutely, one thousand percent. But with what we have right now, you could prove it without a shadow of a doubt. They dressed in MAGA gear. They were there to to start problems. There's videos of them throwing the smoke bombs, throwing the pepper spray bombs, the the flashbangs, all these things coming out. There's actual evidence of them talking about what they're doing. There's evidence of them opening these fucking doors and letting people in and entrapping them and then turning around yeah. and beating them. Like there's so much video evidence already that should immediately get everybody who's in prison for this fucking farce of an insurrection out. Yeah. No one should be in jail for literally being escorted around and walking through the velvet ropes. No damage was done. The only person that died that day was Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by hold on by a Capitol there's, Police officer. Go ahead. There's more than Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, oh. there's a, there's like four of there's like three or four of them. Do not forget Roseanne Boylan. She Roseanne Boylan, yeah. very true. She, she was pregnant and she yeah. was beaten to death over the head. No, there was four. That I believe there are four. I don't remember the other two names. I, you two, know, uh, two, two of the men died of natural natural causes. Yeah. Part of me, one, one second, guys. Keep talking. I'm listening yeah. to you. I got- and, 
and and then and then you have you know uh, Matthew Perna who took his life because right, of they, this they, situation. Right. They wanted which, to give him a uh, a terrorism enhancement. He was going to do, I think it was three years, and then like the week before, after he they came to the agreement for a sentence, they called and they gave him the uh, the the terrorism enhancement. He got railroaded, and uh, you know decided to take his own life. I and, I talked talk to his now, aunt a lot. Now his tape has come out of him literally walking around with his cell phone out, like taking yeah. videos of him walking around the Capitol building, not harming anybody. He's like, he was probably let in. I'd love to see the video of him actually coming into the building. Uh, because I guarantee there was a cop waving him in and just letting him walk by as he's walking around filming like, Hey, I'm in the Capitol. Yeah. Like, this is pretty cool. Like I'm a tourist. And he took his own life because of the charges that they were going to, t- to put on him. Uh, we're talking about Matthew yeah. Perna. Yeah, it's that's, wild. That's, that's sad, man. It's wild how the, how it's still going. Like people are finishing their sentences. People are, are are just getting arrested. People are just getting sentenced. I mean, this is just going on and on and on and on forever. And uh, and hopefully, yeah, you know, and, and it's 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 uh, that's why you know I was the first I was the first assault to plead out. You know, I I just I knew I was going to get a fair trial. You know, D.C. has never had more than 10 percent of the uh, the Republican vote. Um, nope. right. I knew that I, I knew that I wasn't going to get my evidence. Um, I knew it was it was it was a no win situation. If you went to you know, trial, you'd be doing a lot more time than you did. Without a doubt. Without 100%. a doubt. And, 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 and my judge, my judge went so far as to even say that. He said, I, I, he goes, I think you're smart man for doing this because if you had you gone to trial. Or the people that are going, he said, the people that are going to be going to trial will be facing a lot more time than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's happening already. People are getting 18, 23 years. It's uh, just bullshit th- every way you look at it. Absolutely ridiculous. No, And with the evidence, like I said, that has come out now, all these people should be right. immediately exonerated. They should be removed from prison and oh. and uh, be let go. And, and honestly... Uh, should be able to sue the federal government for what they got put through for literally doing nothing wrong. No one deserve. None of these people deserve to be in prison. None of them. And I maybe maybe it may be a few that that yeah, did. A, <laughs> I don't know if you I'm sure there are a few that did some stupid you know. things, but for the most part, yeah. I would say 99% of them don't deserve to be in prison. Well, here's the thing. I, I you know, people that were walking through the Capitol, and things of that nature, you know, staying in the velvet ropes and all that shit. They shouldn't see any time for a misdemeanor. That's, no. that's ridiculous. No. You know, they're handing out they're handing out times and, and sentences to people, you know, that committed misdemeanors. You mm-hmm. know, that were literally escorted, waved in, shook hands, took pictures with. Um, you know, there were there there were bad actors in the crowd, and and those people were easily manipulated into into violence and and i get it and there are certain people that should deserve a sentence you know i believe that you know in my situation um you know whether or not you can you know you make the case the claim for self-defense in my situation um i was willing to accept responsibility for what i did um and i and i did i did I, I i i served my time i served my sentence proudly um you know, and, uh, uh, you know, I learned a lot from this situation. Um, it's made me a better man, obviously, as mm-hmm. a result of it. Um, I think that's a, that's, a, you know, a life lesson in itself that uh, 
so many things that, that happen on you know to, to everybody in a, on a daily basis. Um, I think uh, you know should you learn from them. Um, it's important. It's important for growth. It's important to uh, 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 to mold yourself and, and 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 mature along the way in this life. And I, this is all part of my story. This is all you know. It's 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 only getting better. Um, God's going to continue to use me on this platform um, to spread His word and uh, and to show His love and grace, uh, His forgiveness, His forgiveness, His, his love, His grace, and just um, His timing is always perfect. His timing is always perfect, and and uh, I'm just happy to be home. I'm happy that you know I was able to spend you know my first holidays with my family in three years. Um, That's awesome. And uh, you know I I have a lot to be grateful for. That must have been an awesome Thanksgiving. It was it was truly incredible. Truly oh, incredible. Man. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Good stuff. So we got ten minutes left. Uh, I want to I want to close out because there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now. I want to get your your take on everything that's going on right now, now that you're out for a little bit and you're seeing all the, the, the shit that's happened since you've been gone firsthand. And I'm sure your pockets are wearing it pretty heavy. Like everybody else as well. Oh, uh, about it. It's, 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 it's insane. Uh, the cost of living out here right now is just, is, is, is insane. You know, I went from doing pretty, pretty damn well for myself to, yeah. uh, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, you know, I, I, I've been heating my house with, with obviously with, with firewood as much as possible and uh, using it as therapy as, as well in the process. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I, I literally got 150 gallons of oil delivered today for like $540. Like, and I've only got three quarters of a tank. Like, uh, you know, it's just the cost of living, everything from groceries to, to, to gas, to, 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 to rent, uh, to bills, yeah, just, just everything, everything, everybody is so stressed about life and about living mm-hmm. and uh, ta- yeah. taking and providing for their family. That, um, what we're seeing now is a real changing of the guard, um, with, with in reference to you know, the uh, um, and re- in reference to, to, to those that weren't favorable from Trump before, you know, the uh, um. You know the inner city folks, and a lot of oh, these yeah. people are just a lot of these people. You know, when you when you start hitting people in the pocket, it directly you know, affects and, them. And, 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 but not only that, and then you're 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 taking funds that would normally be available for them, and you're 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 allocating them, you know, the, those funds to to um, to illegal immigrants with this open border. Oh, you know, yeah. people, people have had enough, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think finally they're, they're realizing what this, this regime in place is doing to our country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think we're going to see a, a really big change. I think that we're in the middle of revelations right now as we speak okay. um, with everything going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of reference. If you take your time and do your homework, um, I won't get too deep into it. No, I've I, I so it's it's funny that you bring that up because we don't have much time. But we had uh, my good buddy uh, President Alex Sully on the show, James Sullivan, and he talked about this in great detail. Exactly what you're bringing up right now, and it's funny because 
I have a, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Uh, a story around that as well that happened to me uh, where I just met some random guy delivering my sister-in-law's car. And we got into a really deep conversation, very similar to that. It's, it was wild, wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're absolutely right, dude. Uh, there's a lot of things that are happening right now that are unexplainable. Uh, and I truly believe that we had to go through these dark times for us to really see what we're fighting for. Yeah. Um, you know, the darkest hour always comes right before dawn, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, no question. I think that's what this. I think that's what needed to happen. Um, Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Really think about it. If Donald Trump won in twenty twenty, which we all know he did, but if he actually overturned the election and took office, the American people wouldn't see any of the things that are going on right now. There would be no January sixth. There would be no uh war going on uh no issues with afghanistan no border issues uh no inf- super inflation we wouldn't be on teetering on world war three where troops are being told to get ready for active duty um you know all these things that are going on are directly affecting people and if that didn't happen like you and i like i said at the beginning of the show have been shit posting on the internet for how long for since since social media existed uh, you know, talking about what's going on in the world and, 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 and more specifically this country, no one was listening. You know, certain people would, but now that it's directly affecting them, now that it's hitting their pockets, you're like, holy shit, this is actually that's real. That was, that's something that was pretty, uh, pretty wild while I, was, uh, while I was in prison. A lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the black culture would, I mean, obviously, you know, one of my best friends is black. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I've, I've, I've had a few run-ins with him on social media. I know exactly but, what you're but, talking you know, about. Here's, here's, well, here's the thing. They, they, they tried making me out to be a racist on, on TV or, you know, on all these yes. news channels. When I did get to prison and, and, and I spoke with people, they were, uh, they were highly favorable for Trump. And it was pretty something, it was pretty wild to see how the, they're not fooled anymore. They're not fooled anymore. Um, they're sick of being played like puppets by the mm-hmm. left. And um, they're sick, sick of being used as pawns. Um, and uh, I think, I think, I, I just think there's going to be some major shock. Um, I'm not going to be shocked, but I think the left is going to be shocked to find out just exactly how much they're being recognized for the destruction of our country by those that used to vote for them automatically 100%, 100%. automatically you see it every day i, I we, we played a video of these guys going into the bronx at, talking about it and everybody's like we need trump back like everybody like the heart of bronx like the one of the most blue areas of new york and they're like now nah, we need we need to bring trump back this is this is crazy um right. and it's it wouldn't happen if they didn't get to directly see it and feel it themselves uh, if Donald Trump can manage to get between 12 and 15% of the black vote, it's over. It's over. I think it'll be more yes. than that. I think it'll be more. Yeah. We shall I see. Think gonna, I think it's going to be two. I think it's going to be two. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, and, it's, and once you hit people in, the po- in their pockets the way that everybody's everybody's been hit, 
Well, Scott, it's also it's also a little different this these past couple of years than any other year before because they've been doing they've been pulling the the wool over people's heads for decades. They've been you know telling them that they're going to do all of this great stuff for the the inner cities and help them out, and they they never help them out ever. Uh, you know, and right. it's never like remember Mark Zuckerberg donated like four hundred million dollars to Newark, New Jersey. Where'd all that money go? It just disappeared. Yeah. Like they, they, good old Cory Cory Booker. Oh, Cory Booker. You know, yeah. so so so, but but they have the headline. Oh, we donated this money. This they're right. we're doing this, and they use these headlines to pull the wool yeah. over people's heads. But the past I couple of years, was, I believe it was five hundred million. It might, yeah, might you might be, be right. I might be wrong. I might yeah, be wrong. It, it was a lot of fucking. It might have been eight hundred million. It was a lot of fucking money. It was more than twenty dollars. Yeah, it was a lot more than twenty dollars. But uh, this has been going on for so long, and for the first time in the past, you know, two, three, four years, people are actually paying attention. Years prior, no one was paying attention. Everybody was doing their own thing. Everybody was, you know, focused yeah. on the Kardashians and sports ball. But because the conversation everywhere has been so hyper-focused on the politics. People are actually paying attention to what's going on and realizing that things were good. Like we wouldn't have had, if, if imagine Hillary got in, we wouldn't have gone from five, $5 gas, $5 a gallon under Obama. Cause people forget it was $5 under Obama to under $2 under Trump back to over $5 with Biden. Like people wouldn't have noticed it would have just kept going up. So no one would have cared. But because it got good for a couple right. of years, people were like, wait a second, like America could be like this. Like I can have extra money in my pocket. Like my taxes aren't as high. This is great. Now, now I go to the grocery store and I can't even buy milk and eggs and go home and, you right. know, I still have money in my pocket. Like this is fucked. It's a complete. You got you to gotta, you, you gotta start living off the land, bro. You got to get got to get you some woods. Oh, I wish, dude. I got an HOA. I was just talking to my girl this afternoon. I was like, we got to get some chickens. We got to fucking get some. And you were doing this before all this happened. I, Scott, you had chickens at your old house. You were doing this for a minute. You were doing it. I remember you posting the videos of the coyotes getting your chickens. You were doing this for a while. They were bad news, man. Yeah, yeah no joke. We, 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 we got to wrap up, Scott. We're, we're going to have you back on when the book starts to get ready Please. to come out. I'm really excited to hear from you. I want, I, I want one of the first copies signed by my man, Scott. Uh, okay. Be put on the bookshelf for sure. I'll definitely be reading it. Uh, you got to get an audio book quickly, though. Because uh, I'm because James is retarded I, yeah, and he has yeah, a okay. problem with books. Yeah, yeah, he can't read. <laughs> he can't read. I can listen. Come on, come on, Curry. I'm kind of retarded. At least I'm honest with myself. Uh, <laughs> but no, I'll definitely be reading that book, dude. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you're you're a, a true patriot, a true American. Uh, with the last minute, tell everybody uh, where they can find you and anything else that you want to let our audience know, man. All right, um, so I'll have a lot of my info and everything upcoming. Um, I've, I've received a notification tonight to go on to a uh, pretty big TV show. Um, uh, so uh, that'll be coming up. I'll post uh, some, some information about that. I'll be posting things about the book. Uh, though you can find all of that on my Instagram. Um, I, I'm, listen, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on a lot of platforms. Um, just go to my go to my Instagram account. It's Scott Fairlam. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, I just uh, I hope everybody can take a little bit of, take take a little something from my experience um, and add it add it to their tool belt uh, to help them navigate through this this crazy and wild life we're living in. Um, you know, I I, I just uh, I hope that everybody you know eventually receives God's grace. 
um, and, and enjoy enjoy your holidays. You know, enjoy enjoy Christmas. Enjoy Christmas. Um, you know, and just give thanks. Um, give thanks for all the things that you do have, um, and uh, just continue to live life, man. Be be nice, be kind, and uh, that's it, man. Love your family. Amen, brother. Amen. Well, Scott, dude, it was it was an honor to have you on Great the show. Great to have you. Welcome back Thanks, anytime. And, and seriously, when the book's ready to come out, we'll schedule something immediately, get that going. Uh, I'm really excited to read that. We'll be back on. No, Alan, we're not doing Friday. Alan's going to Trump Tower, Mr. Yeah, fucking we'll, Fancy Pants over we'll, here. We might we'll, do Thursday. We'll be a Friday. It's possible. We, it's that? a possibility we do another day, but I doubt it. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Things are up in the air. We'll let you guys know. Scott, when you're on that show that you're going to be on, let us know. Send it our way. We'll blast it out to our heavily shadow banned account that nobody sees. Uh, it's a complete disaster. Nobody sees any of our content anymore. Uh, it's totally fucked. Uh, but send it our way. We'll still share it. We'll be back when uh, either either Thursday or next Tuesday. Until next time, guys. Where we go one, we go all. Scott, we'll see thanks everybody. again, brother. God bless. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, 
She should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented. And the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement, and we will take back this country for you, and we will make America great again.